Matic. Becky, great ball in. Ellen White for Manchester City. this week's episode of mcw fancast i'm emma thanks for listening as the fixtures come thick and fast for man city women this week we recap on recent fixtures and the latest news coming from the club with jane and dave from the official man city women supporters club we also look ahead to sunday where attention returns to the wsl and our big head-to-head clash away to chelsea at king's meadow Earlier this week, City recorded their first win in our Conti Cup group stage opener against Everton at the Academy Stadium. The game finished 3-1. City had the majority of possession in the opening minutes of the game, but it was Everton who broke the deadlock against a run of play through Dan Turner. Even with City dominating throughout the first 45 minutes, it was Everton who took the one-goal lead into the break. City were able to impose themselves a little bit more in the game in the second half and from the off looked a real threat to Everton's back line. It was Rose Lavelle, whoever, that managed to find the back of the net to bring the game level on a first start for the club and goals followed by Chloe Kelly and Jess Park. Here from head coach Gareth Taylor and Everton manager Willie Kirk speaking at full time. Also an emotional Karen Bardsley on a return to the squad. It's, it's good for us to get an opportunity for her to play 90 minutes tonight. So we, we weren't sure really how how long she was potentially going to last because it's difficult when you're not getting loads of games under your belt. But I thought she she was a, she was made it really difficult for me to take her off because she was such a threat, um, which is testament to her. She was kept their defence on the back foot all the time and, you know, uh, scored a brilliant goal at the end as well. So I think it's just uh, a case of She's young. She's still developing. She's learning a hell of a lot, training with these players on a daily basis. And um, yeah, fair play. I was really pleased for her tonight because she, uh, she, I think the goal capped off a really good performance. I was actually delighted with um, our play with and without the ball up until Everton's goal. I think that was the first attempt they had on goal um, and it probably rocked us a little bit uh, for a, for a five or 10 minutes. Um and at halftime, I spoke about the positives and where we were gaining success, which was down the sides and, and in our build-up play. So it was just a case of reinforcing that, highlighting a few areas where we can potentially improve and tweak. Um, and it ended up being Everton that changed their system in the second half uh, in order to try and get back into the game. So, you know, I was I was really pleased. Obviously, I'm really pleased with the results tonight, but I was really pleased with the performance as well. And, you know, we made quite a few changes. But I think it's testament to the group of players we have here and the understanding that they have is, is that we're, we're starting to get it. We're starting to understand. We're starting to find a way. And um, yeah, I was, I was impressed with a lot of things. Well, Rose is really down to earth, so she won't be getting too carried away with the goal. I actually said to her before the game, I, I really fancy you to score tonight. And um, I had a witness in Sam Lewis, which was good because uh, she looked at me kind of shocked um, did Rose but yeah she she did well I mean it's not easy you're coming into a decent level game um, first 90 minutes um, you know we we again similar to Jess we weren't really sure how long we would be able to see how she was but we're just kept keeping in con- contact with her feeling okay um, obviously because that would be her first 90 minutes in a long time and in in a demanding 
in a demanding game. So that was really pleased for Rose. Just a word on KB's return to the squad. Yeah, amazing. I mean, it's um, she would have been nervous tonight. I'm pretty certain, and I think um, that's natural. You know, she's she's got such a good name in the game, Karen, and um, she deserved that moment tonight. I think it's great. Everyone was so pleased for her. She did some really good things in the game, um, and that's not that's not easy. Having been out for seven months with an, an injury, I think it was, and probably even longer from from her last game. So, um, and that's a you know, like I say, it's a high level game to come into tonight. And there would have been nerves there for her, but I thought she handled things really well. It will be a tight game at Wembley, I'm pretty certain, you know, because it's uh, it's a big occasion. It's uh, two decent teams. So that, that, there's my kind of thoughts on what happens in the next game. And we'll learn a lot from reviewing this game as well. But in terms of this game and a standalone in the Continental Cup, I was I was super, super delighted at the end to win that game. I really was. I, I, and that feeling is probably coming from a goal behind, the spirit that the girls showed, the changes that we made, which didn't, again, same, same as the last couple of games where they didn't deter the, the cohesion and the, the fluidity of our play, I thought. And again, that, that really tells me that there's some good understanding going on. So, yeah, I was really pleased with tonight. And, you know, it's a competition we want to be successful in. We've been successful in it previously. Um, and we made a good start tonight. Yeah, I think we showed a lot of energy throughout the 90 minutes. Uh, but we showed bravery in terms of, you know, taking a new formation on board and, and only working on it for two days. But we agreed that that's the way we would we would approach these games, is use it as an opportunity to try something different, albeit we're taking the competition very seriously and we want to qualify from it. And, yeah, I don't think we were at our best in the first 20 minutes, although we had, as you see, a lot of intent with our press. Uh, but we found a way to, to get through a few rough moments and, and obviously take the lead. And we were in a, a real strong position, I think, at half-time. So, uh, yeah, there was a lot of intent there, a lot of bravery, and we're just disappointed at the, the types of goals that we lost and, and the areas that we lost them from. Uh, we want to make sure that players are competing every week for places in, in the team. And, and that's what we've had and that's what's given us a, a, a real positive start for the season and, and that's what will continue to give us positive results and positive performances is that competition every week in training. So, yeah, Tinny's, Tinny's she's conceded three and I think it's a bit harsh on her performance. Uh, but, yeah, she, she did well tonight. I think we've certainly closed the gap. Uh, you know, I think, as you say, we beat Chelsea in the, the quarter-final FA Cup. We've come here and we're, and we're very disappointed losing, losing 3-1. Uh, to a quality team but but I, I certainly think that for the rest of the season we'll be competing uh, with these teams on a regular basis and some will go for you and some will go against you and I think that's what's happened in the two games so far uh, but yeah I think we're I think we're on a on the right path I think we're on a positive path and uh, it'll be interesting that we see the character of the players to make sure we bounce back and, and get back to winning ways as quickly as, uh, as, as we've, we've suffered our first loss of the season. Yeah, every week, every day, we're learning more about ourselves. It's, it's quite a new group. It was probably the finishing touches in the summer. I, I call it my group now. I think you need three or four transfer windows to really see the squad as your own. And, and I, I see that as my own now, and, and I take responsibility if things don't go right. But yeah, we're learning more and more each day about the group. And, and for me, the majority of that learning is positive. KB, how did that feel being back out on the pitch today? Oh, um, 
Yeah, I had a, a, a little moment there at the end and I was just uh, just letting it all kind of wash over me a little bit. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it's been a long time coming. So yeah, it felt, it felt really, really good to get back out on the pitch and, you know, see all the pictures and kind of just try to get back into a bit of a groove. So um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm buzzing that we, uh, we had an excellent second half performance and, you know, obviously that we won, but we scored some great goals ultimately. Congratulations on the return. Thank you very much. On the whole. Yeah, we were dominating. Um, I think we were building really well and we had a lot of opportunities and it did kind of, it was a little, deflating I suppose um, when that goal went in but I think um, ultimately we trust ourselves as a team and we trust our our methodology and the way that we want to play here um, so I think we we kind of knew that if we were just patient enough and trusted it obviously um, our opportunities would come and I think we regrouped um, in the second half and came out really strong um, but we've got such quality and such depth in this team that um, we, we just have to trust it. So, uh, yeah, I think we've got a lot of strong characters and we just knew that we had to rally around each other to, to make sure that we um, tried to grab momentum back. Um, as a squad, I think we have to be ready to, at, at the drop of a hat, basically, to um, come on if needs be. Um, so I think that's always kind of in the back of our mind. But, um, you know, we train hard day in day out um and we've got some really like I think we're picking up some good momentum and some great morale um in the squad and so every single session um just we just seem to be getting better and, and more cohesive as a unit so when we approach match day um I think on the whole everyone knows that we will get an opportunity whether it's you know a substitution a few minutes here or um you know a, a, an opportunity like a different competition or something like that. So, um, yeah, I think we always, 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 regardless of who we're playing, have to approach each game the same way. But um, overall, it, it felt really good to be back. And um, like I said, like things always kind of change a little bit in, in the game when you're playing, obviously, against a, a tough opposition. It's, it's a little different than it is in training. But um, I think with with the time off that I've had and I've had a lot of opportunities to study a lot of footage and film and then obviously when I have been involved in the sessions and stuff I just try to ask as many questions as I can and try to understand um obviously the things that could happen and um you know what to look for but ultimately like the football doesn't really change that much um in terms of you know I've been at the club now for nearly what seven years and <laughs> we're pretty familiar with with the way that we want to play so yeah, there's going to be change in personnel, but um, the, the foundations and the principles pretty much remain the same. Um, so, yeah, I think ultimately it just comes back to just trusting your ability, you know, the, the preparation that I've done and what I've done beforehand and just kind of relying on that. Um, nothing else changes really, you know, I still know my teammates and I still want the best for them. So I'm going to give them the best information that I can and make sure that they can hear it. So, um, yeah, I want, I want them to know that obviously they're supported and safe in the back. Uh, 
this week we're joined by Dave and Jane from the OSC. Thanks for coming on this week, guys. How are you both? Are you all right? Uh, very well, thank you, Emma. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Yeah, hi, Emma. Nice to be on. Busy period of fixtures over the last seven days and beyond for Man City. Quick turnaround in games. And, and probably the most overused phrase in football comes into it at the moment with the games coming thick and fast. <laughs> it really drives me mad, that. Yeah, obviously really, really important period as well with the three competitions in a week, semi-final of the FA Cup, keep it, you know, get, keeping that winning run going in WSL, obviously very important. And, uh, and then the Conte Cup kicking off last night. So, yeah, three different... Three different um, and if you throw in the Leicester game in the FA Cup before that, you say the last four games, one after the other, all, all really big tie, all really big games, really important, even though it's so early in the season. How did you feel about the FA Cup, the, the quarterfinal and the semi-final being played back-to-back? Well, it was a necessary evil, really, wasn't it? We'd waited so long to play that quarterfinal. Um, originally scheduled, I think, was it the end of February sort of time? So it was nice to finally get it played. Obviously, we like rather we've been played and we've all been there and we've been played when it when it was. But I, I, I said to you last time, I was surprised when they made the decision to continue the FA Cup. I did fear it was going to be classed as null and void, like the league was almost, you know, just wound up. Uh, so I'm really pleased, and you know, it was a difficult game at Leicester. Um, they played well, Leicester. It was a good, it was a good game, and they gave City a really good test and on a difficult surface. And I was really pleased to get through it which set up the semi-final for Arsenal, which I'm sure we'll talk about as well. Yeah, and Jane, what did you make of the Arsenal game? I mean, heading into it, how did you feel? I felt quite confident heading into it. I think we'd been written off by quite a lot of people who were saying, you know, oh, Arsenal are going to turn you over, basically. Arsenal had had a really good period, scored goal after goal after goal, and kind of we hadn't got off to the flying start that I think we hoped we would have done. But kind of going into it the day before, I thought, no, I fancy us today. I fancy us to get a result here against them. I mean, it was a, a pretty intense game. <laughs> I mean, what it was really hard watching it from home. I don't know about you. I don't think I'd have felt any better about it being there, to be fair. But at least I had the fridge to get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was It was one of those games where you felt like you were kind of kicking every ball with them. You felt tired at the end of it. It was quite intense. Yeah, I think it, it, to be fair, it was it was a great game of football. Um, I'm sure from a neutral point of view, people will have really enjoyed it, which was really good, considering it was on BBC Two, and it you know it, it'll have got like a nationwide audience that some you know, a lot of women's game doesn't get. So for, for the advert for, for the uh, for the WSL, even though it was an FA Cup tie, that was good because it was first and foremost a great game of football. I thought City were excellent. Um, you know, they didn't fold. I mean, I mean Arsenal scored that worldly of an equaliser after we scored, you know, after Steph's free yeah, kick. And, and, and we straight we hit him straight back 2-1. And like Jane says, the second half, it was, you know, we were kicking every ball with them, really. And we're not used to it um, on the on the TV like that because we'd have been in the stadium and maybe it would have been a little less stressful in the stadium. We'd have all had a sing-song together. And, you know, so it was a new experience. Uh, but such a good performance. Really, yeah. really was. And, and with the Steph free kick, I don't know about you, but I just kind of felt it was going to go in. It was in a good, it was in a good area, and I, she'd not even kick the ball. But I just, I just had a feeling. Did you? Definitely. I said as soon as she got, I said Steph's having this. Oh She's yeah, Jane, it. yeah, Jane oh, called that straight really, This is it. Yeah, she looked really focused, and you, yeah. you see that look on her face. I was just like, you know what? She's having this. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've seen her do it before, haven't we? You know, we know she can do it, and it was what a time to do it. 
Yeah, definitely. And it certainly gave City the confidence to keep playing how they yeah. were. I mean, they were so, you know, they had so much of the ball as well. And it was it was really good, you know. And I, and I love that intensity as well that we saw. And we saw remnants of that again last night where they were just fighting to win every ball as well, which is something... Yeah. You know, we haven't seen in obviously the first few games of the season. Yeah, tempo is, is is a big part of City's game. I think they're a very fit squad, and um, some teams we've seen it a, a number of times over the last few years. You'll get a team that could maybe live with you for an hour, but in the last half hour, City's tempo doesn't drop. If anything, you know, with the subs we were bringing on, it was getting even higher, and the other teams can't live with it. And you see that a lot uh, in the women's game. I saw it the other week when Tottenham lived with Arsenal for an hour. Uh, in that live game, it was on the TV, but the last half hour, Arsenal really took them apart and the Spurs heads went down, you know, so it is good to see that the tempo of, of City's play over the last week and half's games has been has been great to see because we haven't um, took the foot off the gas for one minute. And how do you feel, Jane, about obviously now semi-final, the final, sorry, has been decided that we'll be meeting Everton? Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, Everton have vastly improved this season. Um, they've made some really good additions to the squad. So I think it's going to be, as was proved last night, although I know kind of there was six or seven changes for both teams, but it kind of goes to show that there's some real, real talent in Everton's team and it's not something that we can afford to take lightly. It's kind of something that we have to take seriously. It shows what a good side they are. And last night, obviously, um, well, let's talk about the Tottenham game first, because obviously that came next for City uh, in a WSL 4-1 win at home against Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, a really, another really good display. It was. I was a little bit worried going into it that it could have been a little bit, you know, after Lord Mayor's show sort of thing, after the Arsenal game. Um, so we needed to make sure that we were at it. Uh, and they were, to be fair. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good display. Chloe was outstanding again, um, running, you know, almost running the show. Um, and the goal, what a goal that was in the first half. Um, so, yeah, another team, Spurs are another team that have vastly improved as well. So it, it's a good result. You know, it, it sort of like got glossed over a little bit, I thought, because it was a really good performance and result. Hmm. I was really pleased with it. I feel, I feel as though from Tottenham, again, it was sort of a, a reflective performance on them against like the Arsenal game, like you say, Jane. But it's almost as if Tottenham get to a point, either obviously, a, you know, the opposition gets a goal, the heads drop, or it's a fitness thing. You know, they get so far in the game and they just can't see it out for the 90 minutes. They struggle. Yeah, I think possibly it could come down to fitness. You know, teams like City and like Arsenal, they are super fit, super fit. So you do see it where the team can kind of live with you. And then, you know, if you've battled for an hour and it's nil-nil and then suddenly you let a goal in, then, you know, heads do go down, don't they? It's, it's kind of only natural. So I think it's probably a little mixture of both things for him but you know three big points that you know we really needed to take from Tottenham as well yeah crucial after dropping the points against Brighton we don't really want to drop any more home points really certainly not at the moment so um yeah really important that we got that win and we got it well and and goals too goals goals obviously Arsenal started the season banging in goals left right and centre in the WSL so yeah but First and foremost, it's the points, but then you would also, you know, you'd like to win by more goals as, if you can. But yeah, it was a great performance against a good side. There's a, a lot of these teams are improving in the WSL. It's not like it used to be where, you know, you just, just roll these, turn up and roll these teams over. It's not happening. Brighton proved that. Brighton game shoulders that. They dug in uh, and, and defensively they were excellent. So, you know, you, you've got to 
you know, you've got to turn up and play well, which we did on Sunday against Tottenham, I thought. And and really as well, like we're heading into obviously the Conti Cup now um, with the group stage opener last night against Everton. I mean, that is a tough group, isn't it? And so it was really good to get a win last night. It's a very tough group. And also, you know, the fact that the rest of our games are away from home. So I think it was really important for us to get off to kind of a winning start in that last night. You know, we've got a face United, which is a derby. And then everyone knows that, you know, derby days are not as predictable as you'd like them to be. And then, you know, Liverpool showed what they can do as well with the result that they got yesterday. So 3-1, wasn't it? 3-1, yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, I was surprised at that. I, I honestly expected United to... to to beat them, I wouldn't have thought it would um, possibly, I mean, not be a priority for Liverpool. Their priority would be to get back up, obviously, at the first uh, first chance of asking. But, yeah, what a great result for them because I, I, I didn't see the game or anything. I just saw the result with it being in the afternoon. Um, it was actually over when I saw the result, but I was shocked to see that. But it does open the group up a little bit now as well. Uh, that You know, Liverpool obviously mean business, so that's our next game, Liverpool away. So that's another game we're going to have to turn up and play well because they're obviously fancy themselves now you know, to, to, to cause a shock in this group. But you're right, Emma, it is a really tough group and possibly the toughest of them all, actually. Yeah. Group of death. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to, don't want to <laughs> use that term. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, obviously, City, uh, City again, we're able to get a, a 3-1 win against Everton. We've seen a fair bit of rotation as well last night. Greenwood played in centre-back yeah. <laughs> with Steph. I mean... Uh, I didn't kind of know that Alex Greenwood had that versatility, but how good is that to see uh, going forward for the rest of the season? Well, we were looking at the team, as, as you say, and we were trying to work out who was going to play where, where we saw the team sheet, and we, 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 we sort of guessed that was possibly what he was going to do, and it turned out that's what he did. Um, it is a sign of how good our squad is, because was it six changes I think we made last night from Sunday? But you looked at the team, and you didn't particularly think it was a weaker team. No. It was just a different team, which, you know, in the past, like under Nick, he didn't have the squad, I don't think, to be able to say that. Sometimes it did look sometimes a little slightly weaker team, whereas last night, I didn't think it did. I still think it looked balanced. I still think it looked good. Uh, and and was I was still confident we would win. So, yeah, I think that's a good sign, that, that the, squad's, the squad's strong. And we've still got some people to come back in as well, with yeah. Ether and, and Megan and what have you. So I don't think we're... Uh, in a bad place at all, squad-wise. I think Gareth has sort of touched on upon still managing those sort of injuries, but I mean, it was fantastic to see KB back in the starting eleven, back in the squad. Uh, what did you make of her performance? I mean, she did seem quite. It was quite nice at the end because there was a, a good squad huddle, and she did look a bit emotional. I think it has. I think it's been a long journey for KB to kind of get back. And she said herself that there were times during this injury that she wondered if she was ever going to get back and, and be playing kind of first team football again. So I think it's probably was really emotional. There's a lot of players who know her so well, who've played with her for years with City and with England for years and kind of she's she's a big character as well. So I imagine that it's a really big boost for the players to kind of know that she's there and she's doing well and she's back. Yeah. yeah, it's great to see her back. Really, it's good to see her back because yeah. um, it was unbelievable. I felt last night when he said um, her last game for City was that cup final against West Ham, and that feels quite a long time ago it now. Does, yeah, ago. It just shows you how long she's been out, so it must have been a long, hard road for her. So I'm really pleased to see her back. I mean, I think her recovery was hindered a little bit because there was, you know, there was talk. 
you know, even last season of her coming back and, and it almost obviously didn't happen. I mean, not, not last, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like before everything happened, you yeah. know, it, it, it was, and you know, they were looking to get her back and it looked as though it was on and, you know, it was obviously just a shame that that didn't happen, but, you know, she's obviously just took a little bit more time to obviously come back in the squad. She's, you know, we've seen her in pre-season, but to see her competitive and making that starting eleven was just fantastic. And um, I hope to see, obviously, more of that for the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. I actually thought she might have played at Leicester the other week, uh, but you put Karima in. Now, that could well have been because of the pitch we were playing on at Leicester, which was one of the uh, 3G, almost synthetic-like pitches, wasn't it? And it might not have been right to bring KB back into that. So we are very lucky. We've got three great goalkeepers. He's played all three already now this season. Yeah. And they've all done well. So um, we're very lucky. We've got three great goalkeepers. He's not got any worries on that score whatsoever. Jess Park last night, just a word on her, because obviously she made uh, the starting 11 first start this season uh, and gave an absolute fantastic performance, an individual performance and an individual goal as well that was fantastic. She did so well. From the start of the game, she was like a little steam train going down that wing and she was playing so well. The ball she was putting in, the space she was making for herself. She had an absolutely brilliant game, I thought, last night. She did, yeah. Um, the first half was frustrating last night. I, I, I don't think we could say that we weren't playing well as a team in the first half last night, because we were, because we had so much of the ball dominated. It was a strange one, really. You couldn't really like have a go at them because they did play well in the first half. But even then, Jess stood out. Um, she, she was the main threat. She was terrorizing the fullback a number of times. She did it, uh, and the, the goal at the end of the at the end of the game was just like the icing on the cake for her. I think she really deserved it. I think everyone was pleased to see that flying, and that even you know that was a great run and finish as well. So it's a great. She's she's played well. She played well at Leicester again in the cup when she came on that day. So Gareth obviously trusts her and rates her, which is great. Especially with Lauren being out, it gives us that extra attacking threat while Lauren's not fit as well. Yeah. I mean, just the the technical ability that she's shown to get that goal. I mean, the angle was so tight. I mean, she was just running with the ball and she so she showed so much strength as well. You know, she could have easily just gone down and she didn't. She just kept going and going. And the footwork as well. It was just, it was just, in, it, it was just brilliant. In fact, I think so far it's probably one of my favourite goals this season. It was a great goal, and the confidence that she had to just take it on as well, and she just believed yeah. that she was going to score it, so she took it, you know. And that kind of shows where she's at amongst the squad. She she doesn't feel as though she's kind of a newer, younger player who shouldn't be taking those shots on. She feels confident enough that no, you know, I can do this and I can score that goal. It's like you said there, Emma. She did show immense strength as well last night physical strength on the ball and uh, that's always good to see a young player taking those uh, sort of things on and, and doing it. We see it a lot with Lauren Hemp when she plays. She's got it in, a, in spades and it looks like Jess has as well. And, yeah. that, and as you say, that's a great finish. Yeah. I, we've had a few questions uh, for this week's podcast and Paul via Instagram has said, how do you think the team has come together since the, the new signings? I've been really impressed. Um, I think, you know, right from the start, day one, Chloe Kelly came in and it looked like she'd been playing for City for years. Um, kind of, she just slotted right into the team. Um, obviously, for the kind of two Americans, so Mewis and Lavelle, it's taken a little bit longer. You know, they're having to integrate into a whole new country and a whole new culture and a whole new... They both said themselves, you know, it's a very technical game over here compared to 
what they're used to playing. So they're kind of getting the head around that. But I think this past week, having those games coming thick and fast has probably helped those players along in the sense that, you know, it's it's just more football and more chances to, to carry on and, and play against different styles of teams and find out what works for them and what doesn't. So I think they've all bedded in really well. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Chloe hit the ground running, as you say, right from the Community Shield game where she stood out. And then Sam was excellent against Arsenal. That was a, She was the best player that night. She really run that midfield. A great game. And then Rose has come in this week um, and started her first, and got her first goal last night, which was a beautiful strike. So, um, yeah, I'm very happy with the new signings. Very happy indeed. I think they're all integrated really well. Yeah. I mean, like, Mewis has uh, contributed... Uh, quite a lot over the last you know few games but it was great like last night to see Rose get the start get the goal and and pretty much play 90 minutes as well it was I was really pleased when I saw the starting lineup come out I thought oh great it's it's good to see Rose kind of starting she gets to play and I was hoping like you say that she'd get to play almost a full game and we'd get to see some uh, some nice football from her which we definitely did she's a really good player and I think you know it is it is hard for a player to uh, adapt, you know, when they come into a new country, like you said. I mean, there's so much to take in consideration. It's not just about sort of like the player and what they put out on the pitch. It, it, there's so yeah. much that goes into it that, you know, we, we, we probably just take for granted, to be honest. Yeah, and then on top of that, this year is more difficult than ever with um, isolation and, you know, what they call quarantining and all that to take into account when players move clubs and everything and countries, so... It's even more difficult than the normal. So, yeah. you know, yeah, to... that's it for other players. You know, that they've not moved countries or they've not moved out of a real familiar surroundings. You know, so for somebody coming across from a whole different country who doesn't really know anybody else who's here, kind of, you know, doesn't know the players aside from playing against a couple of them in international games here and there. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you know, you imagine yourself going to start a new job somewhere and being just thrown in at the deep end and being told you've got to be brilliant from day one. You know, it takes a little bit of work and it takes the support of the kind of players around you and the club around you to to make sure that can happen. They both seem to have really integrated into the squad, though, really well. And I don't know, like, for you at the moment, there does seem to be, like, a, a real t- togetherness with this squad at the moment. Yeah, I think that's... Um, maybe that's the sort of, like, the attitude they've adopted, like, because the fans are not there. Um, you know, they've got to really all pull together a little, even that little bit, 10% more than normal because there's no support in the stadium. It must be quite odd for these teams playing with no support in the stadium because uh, they're so used to it. They're so used to there being support and stuff like that. So you're right, I've noticed that. It just seems to be a really good togetherness with the team. Like you say, after the game last night, um, you know, there was a lot of congratulations for, for KB and they were all around her and really pleased for it. And that's what you want to see. You want a happy squad. I think successful squads tend to be happy squads. Um, which is great. Yeah, and I don't, I love the little uh, Sam Mewis little pat on the head that she gives. <laughs> yeah, these two have adopted that, don't they? I know. <laughs> oh, the jo- can you imagine the joy of being on the end of one of those little head pats? You must feel really good about yourself. I'd take a head pat. <laughs> GT94 on Instagram um, would like to know, who do you see coming in for Chloe Kelly when we're looking at the squad rotation with Lauren Hem obviously out injured at the moment? I mean, if hopefully we're not looking at Lauren being out for too much longer. Um, I think the way Chloe's come in and played, it's good. it's a really difficult role for somebody else to come in and fill. Yeah, I mean, 
obviously at the moment, I don't think he's dropped. Uh, let's use the word rotated, not dropped. Uh, he's not rotated, Chloe, yet. As she, I think she started every game, I'm not sure. But um, she's playing so well, you won't want an out of the side. Uh, there may come a time where Gareth thinks he wants to rest her. Uh, hopefully, as Jane says, then Lauren would be fit because she's usually about six to eight weeks for the hamstring. So hopefully, that she, you know, she'll be up, up training and, and, and due to come back soon. So, you know, I, I, they're not like for like replacements at all, but um, yeah. possibly even different sides of the pitch. But Lauren is such a strong threat. And, you know, anyone knows how much I rate Lauren Hemp. So as soon as she's back fit, the better. Uh, yeah, so hopefully we don't have that too much of that problem. But, we, we, you know, we don't, we've suffered. We've been unlucky the last couple of seasons, in my opinion, with injuries. We've lost major players for major parts of seasons. You know, Ellen White last season. And, you know, hopefully this season we're going to get a good run because we deserve it, I think. Let's just, you know, get everybody back fit and no serious injuries and, and Gareth might well rotate because I do think the squad's strong enough to stand rotation and still get results. So that's in all positions. We don't really know how far, like, sort of like players like Aoife Mannion are in terms of obviously them coming back into the squad either. And uh, and obviously when he talks about uh, managing injuries, you know, I'm sure she'd be one of the core players that comes out into that with Lauren and, and Megan in there as well. So, yeah, mm. I, I mean, hopefully we're not that far away, but it it's... It's going to be very exciting when we have got that full squad available to us. Massively, massively exciting. Um, you know, like you say, Aoife came and started playing for us and was doing so well um, and was so unlucky to kind of pick up that injury that she did. Uh, the time frame that she's been out now, it's been over a year, I think, now. So hopefully within the, the, the near future, we'll see her back on the training pitch and getting back to full training and things like that. And that'll be... It's like having a new signing. It's like having, you know, never mind the five signings that we made in the summer. It's like an yeah. extra one. Yeah, Aoife Manu was playing so well. If you remember, she was in the England squad at the time and things like that, you know. So these are top class players that we're looking to come back. And, and as Jane says, almost like new signings. The same with Megan Campbell. They're like new signings coming in and it's all stre uh, strengthening the squad and giving him all these options all the time. Yeah, definitely. Can only be good. Um, do you would like to know uh, what are your thoughts on the open letter that was released earlier this week from all the football leads and their commitment to getting fans back in the grounds. You know, we all want to be back watching football. We all want to be back in the stadiums when we can be back. I think it's it's a really difficult balancing act at the moment. Um, the way the kind of figures of infection rates in the country are moving and are changing at different times, you know, it's 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 tough to kind of decide when you can come back and how many can come back. So I kind of understand the intricacies of of making that happen. It's not easy. Um, you know, as soon as as soon as people are happy that it's safe for us to be back, and I'm sure the clubs have all worked so hard on plans to make the environment as safe as possible and plans to kind of implement, you know, how you can get back into the stadium safely. So. I think it's just a case of sort of, you know, wait and see. It's good that the authorities have done the letter, you know, the, the, the football leagues and stuff, are, you know, because, you know, we're on the same side. Surely we all want fans back in grounds. You know, surely everyone in football wants that to happen. Um, but it's got to be done right and it's got to be done safe. I am pleased to see the letter. Yeah. Um, I get the impression that they are... Fairly confident that they can introduce the guidance and the measures 
around the stadiums, but they're urging, obviously, to work with the government to to try and get fans back in the stadiums. And I think that's obviously the sort of hurdle that we're trying to, to overcome at the moment. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, from a stadium point of view, there's, there's no reason why a game of football isn't just as safe, if not safer than a cinema visit or, you know, these other indoor activities that are being allowed to go ahead. So I'm not I'm not 100% sure what the kind of thinking of the government is. I don't know whether it's more down to the concerns about the amounts of people who would be travelling to games or, you know, the congestion that you get outside stadiums or whether it would be more those things because you, talk, you are talking about thousands of people again as opposed to if you're talking about kind of your other indoor events, cinema, that you're talking in the hundreds, whereas when you get to football, you are talking game ends and X amount of people, however many thousand, will exit the stadium. So I don't know if that's got kind of a bearing on what they're thinking or a bearing on how they're how they're not allowing it to go ahead yet or kind of, you know, it's just... One of, the, one of the things you see a lot of is that they mention, oh, we could have staggered times for getting to grounds, you know, so not, everyone doesn't arrive at the same time and, you know, you go in, you get a time and you go in the ground at that time. That's that's a great idea. It's good. But as James just said, you've got to think about after the game as well because everyone everyone tends to leave at the same time at a football match, don't they? It's just the way it is. It's what happens. So maybe, the, you know, maybe it's to, to look at some of the logistics of some of these problems as well. It's difficult. I do accept it's difficult, but we do all want to be back in when it's safe to do so. I mean, there is so many, obviously, factors that come into it. And I know the FSA have obviously been working together with the FA to obviously to highlight maybe some of the fan concerns uh, that are being expressed. But I think, you know, we've seen obviously test events. We've seen lower leagues, you know, adapting the grounds you know, to ensure social distancing and, and safe practices within the stadium. And, you know, it's it seems like if anyone can do it, it will be the, the upper tiers. Yeah, that's it. You know, like you say, the test events, I don't think there was anything that came from the test events that were big, giant red flags that people were concerned about. I think they all went well. Um, obviously, they'll learn things that they might do slightly differently in the future. Um and as you say, kind of the clubs at the higher end are the ones who you might think, well, they've got the money to be able to afford the extra stewarding where it's needed. They've got the money to be able to kind of afford to adapt the grounds in a in a in easier way. So I can't wait to be back. I don't I don't enjoy watching the games on TV. I don't, you know, enjoy that feeling that you get when you're in the stadium and you feel like you're a part of it and you feel like you can make a difference as a fan. Um I think when you look back to the likes of the Brighton game that we played in, that's the kind of game where, as a fan, you feel like you could have got behind the team and really kind of G'd them up and, and kind of cheered them on and maybe it would have made a difference. Um, and I'm sure fans of other clubs kind of feel the same as well when they look at games and things that are going on. You want to feel like you're part of it and you want to feel like that, you know, you, you're making a difference to the day. We should highlight the fact, though, that City have gone... Um, to extraordinary lengths to ensure that fans have got the coverage and are able to to watch the games because some clubs unfortunately haven't had that. Yeah, brilliant. City's coverage has been absolutely brilliant. We've been able to watch every game. The 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 Leicester away game uh, last night. I know a lot of clubs didn't get to see their teams play last night, 
in the Conti Cup, which, you know, it, it's wrong, it's sad, because they would have all been in the ground if they could have been, and they can't be. So, you know, you'd like to see it in place where they can watch the games on television at least. But as you say, City have been fantastic with that. They've covered every game really well. The coverage has been fantastic, and we'd like to thank the club as well for that because it's really appreciated by us as fans because it helps us keep connected. It helps us follow the team as best we can at the moment. So, yeah, really, really thankful to the club for all the work they've done. Definitely. Uh, so, guys, the weekend. <laughs> Chelsea. The game, huh? Chelsea. Um, <laughs> how are we feeling? Uh, obviously, it's a way WSL game. Be really important for City to pick up uh, the points in this one if we can. Well, first of all, this is going to hit us really hard in terms of, as we've just been saying, games we're not going to. Because Chelsea away is always one of the best games of the season. We always have a good, good time at Chelsea. Win, lose or draw, there's always a lot of banter. We always take over that, that, that little corner behind the goal. And it's always a good day out. We always take a coach and all that. So first of all, almost, you know, we're sad we're not going to be there Sunday. And, you know, it's going to hit home again. But now the game, it's... It, yeah, um, I'm com- I'm always confident with City. I always think we can go to Chelsea and win. Definitely, no two ways about it. Because we were good, we've done it in the past. Um, we're playing well. Everyone's you know playing well. The squad's firing. We've got a lot of options. So it's a tough one though. But Chelsea will feel the same as well because they're playing so well and scoring goals. They won four one again last night. So it is a tough one. Um, you know, I think a lot of people fancy Chelsea because they're at home. Is it the hardest game of the season? Probably is, yeah. Chelsea away, tough. But, you know, we were up there. Don't forget, we were leading this lead last season. We were right going toe-to-toe with Chelsea. Uh, and we all know what an epic game we had at the Academy Stadium at the end of last season, that 3 all the game that had everything. Um, so if we get another one of those games, everyone's going to be in for a treat on Sunday. That is no, for sure. I don't, I don't think I could go through all that again, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Considering it's the fixture that does have a lot on it, it does tend to be a very good game, City and Chelsea, both home and away. It always seems to be an entertaining game, and I think we'll get the same on Sunday. Yeah, I think we both always try and play football, and we play quite attractive football and passing football, so it always ends up being an entertaining game. I'll take a boring win, 1-0 City, that'll do me. I'll bore everyone senseless, 1-0 win. But how do you feel about it, Emma? What do you think? To be honest... Looking at the game against Arsenal in the in the week, I think they'll have a lot of confidence heading into this. So I, I'm feeling just a bit on the fence about it at the minute, but I'll probably be like really buzzing tomorrow and dead confident. <laughs> but um, that's just how football gets me sometimes. I think Frank Kirby's been brilliant for Chelsea already this season. It's great to see her back in the squad and building on her confidence. Um, I think... You know, for the for everything that she's been through, it's just nice to have her back and seeing her play, play again and, and playing some really excellent football. The likes of like Sam Kerr and all the big names like Harder and that haven't as contributed as, as much as what they probably would have liked. I uh, hope that doesn't happen at the weekend. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the likes of like Beth England, obviously always the ones to watch and they could obviously cause a bit of an upset. But... I'm feeling pretty confident and I'm going to go with a 2-0. Yeah. I'll enjoy that, yeah. Yeah, I'll take that, yeah. yeah. I'll go I'll go 1-0. I'll go, we'll sneak it. Well, I'll go for your boring 1-0, James. Shall we? <laughs> <laughs> that will yeah. do us. But yeah, we, we can go there and win, obviously. But you're right. I mean, Frank Kirby's been good. I'm a big fan of Frank Kirby, you know, um, going back a few years. 
quality, quality player. And, you know, Chelsea are full of quality. They've got quality everywhere. But, you know, so have we. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think it'll be a close one. I don't think there'll be much in it, put it that way. No, I, I, I tend to agree. I, I, you know, games like Chelsea, you know, Arsenal, there's never really much to separate the two sides. But, yeah, I, I'm feeling relatively confident. I think, obviously, after sort of like the, the last four wins, I think, and the confidence that's sort of evolving in, throughout the squad now, I think we'll feel good heading into it and I hope we'll get a good result. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's ready the way after Chelsea, isn't it? So, um, yeah. two away games now. Uh, so if we can, you know, if we can come, to, I mean, say, say, for, say we've got a draw at Chelsea and beat Reading, I think we'd still be in pretty good nick there, um, going into the the next set of games and the next set of the Conti Cup games and everything will be up soon. And then obviously an FA Cup final, which is great. <laughs> it feels, go, it feels but... so weird. Like, I don't know about you, like over the last few weeks, I've almost sort of lost my head a little bit and can't keep up with where we're up to. It's because there's so many yeah. competitions coming yeah. into it and it's just so weird. Yeah, yeah it's a strange, the same. all strange times of year and everything to be playing cup semi-finals and finals. And uh, hey, we could be the first team to win the FA Cup twice in one season. That would be something, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I spoke to uh, Claire and Lee from the Arsenal Women's Supporters Club and they said, you know, What's up for grabs is potentially history. You know, hopefully yeah, this yeah. will be the first and all, the last time that this can actually ever happen. You know, yeah. for one one team, you know, to possibly go on and win the FA Cup twice in a season would be something that you probably hear in a pub quiz in like ten yeah. years yeah. time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, it's an odd uh, almost presents its own problem because Jane said the other day if we do go on and win that, you've got sort of like got to put it to bed almost if you win it, haven't you? Because know, you've got a league game the next week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think we've got the Liverpool County Cup game on the Wednesday after it. So you've sort of got to win the FA Cup, but it's, you know, it's not the end of the season like it usually is. Yeah. So you've got to say, oh, yeah, great, we won the FA Cup. Back then put work. it to bed because we've got a whole season ahead of us still almost. So it's, it's strange times we're living in. Can't wait for it to be done. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, <laughs> but like you said, it, it's just it's just crazy just like looking at the next two fixtures away. Then we head into an international break, don't we? And then we've got the, the FA Cup final when we get back. So yeah. it, it really does go back to that saying, that phrase that it's just getting, you know, the games are getting thick and fast, but they really yeah. are. And it's, it's just mad. Does it hinder preparations in any way, shape or form? Because you know, essentially where you might have had a week to prepare for a game where you've only got like the three the three days turnaround to sort of prepare and, and get obviously the teams out there training and tactically looking at obviously the oppositions as well. Does it sort of hinder preparations? A lot of players always say they prefer to play than train, don't they though? They, you know, they, so, you know, two games a week, some players, I think it suits them. But it's like we were saying before, it's where this is where the, the rotation comes in. And I know some people are disappointed when they see that certain players aren't playing in, in certain games. You know, like last night, there were, you know, things like that. Lucy didn't uh, appear last night. But it's all rotation. He's planning all the time as well for the next game. We've got we've got a good enough squad to be able to do that, I think, mm. without it being detrimental to the overall team and the results. Mm. I think rotation is a massive part of modern-day football, mm. uh, keeping the players fresh and ticking over. And as you say one game after another after another, all big games as well, even this early in the season. So, Well, I wouldn't be disappointed if when the England squad got announced, it was very light on City players. 
I wouldn't yeah. be disappointed there. I'd be quite... It's not quite likely, though, is it? He spends more time at the <laughs> Academy Stadium call, when he doesn't own them. Just call up the United squad. Yeah. <laughs> call up the Evans. Those Everton players need a good call up. We've never called up instead. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I remember, like, you know, you're talking about rotation. Uh, uh, Gareth said in, you know, one of his post-match interviews that even the players that, you know, perhaps weren't involved you know, everyone is still playing their part regardless of whether they're out on the yeah. pitch or not. And I, and I think, again, that shows the the togetherness of the team and the, of the squad at the moment. And I think that is going to be imperative for the rest of this season. Definitely. It's good to see. It's good to see Jill with her coaching role. You can hear, could hear her on the sidelines last night after she could, uh, come off the pitch. You could still hear her shouting and instructions and stuff like that. And that's a new role for her and stuff. And it's all part of, they're all working for the same goal. Yeah. You know, it's all one team. It's great to see. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. Well, thank you for chatting to me. It's always great to catch up and uh, hopefully we'll catch up soon. Thanks, Emma. Great to talk to yeah, you. Yeah, lovely to speak to you, Emma. Take, Take care. care. And that's it for this week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget Sunday's game will be available to watch live via BT Sport. Kickoff is 2.30pm. And for fans outside the UK, the game will be available to watch via the FA Player or NBCSN if you're in the United States. And we'll be back next Friday. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>